Jesse Ventura, former governor of Minnesota, former uh, television personality, and now he finds himself as an author. He's got a couple books out, the most recent of which, which uh, just came out in paperback. We're going to talk to him about that and about politics in general. Uh, Jesse Ventura, good morning. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you guys? It's uh, it's great to talk to you again, man. We had a chance to visit with you a, uh, a couple of months ago, and, and I get the feeling, at least uh, from, from your latest book, that, that you feel like things have gotten worse in the government instead of getting better. Am I right? Well, how could it get any worse? <laughs> I mean, we're in debt up to our noses. We'll never get out of it in my lifetime. Probably, if I ever had grandchildren, they'll still be paying the debt that we've incurred and the deficit spending. That, and the, who's responsible for all this? The Democrats and Republicans, because they've been running our country for over 150 years. So the buck stops with them. There's the blame, and I like to write books to blame people who are responsible for wrecking things. How does that sound? That sounds about right. How how do we fix <laughs> how do we fix this you know professional politician situation? Because that may be kind of part of the problem, right? Well, oh, it is the problem, and you know it's interesting because the the answer is as simple as the nose on your face, but it'll be as difficult as climbing Mount Everest. And you know what that is? Stop voting for them. There it is. Ultimately, the blame falls to us because we've allowed these two parties to become, and I'll quote Ralph Nader, to become the two-party dictatorship that they are. And we've allowed it to happen because we're like lemmings. All we do is vote for one or the other party, and then we, we criticize people who don't. I haven't voted for a Democrat or Republican my entire life. So what do we need to do to make sure or to see that a, a third party or at least a, somebody that maybe not be affiliated with any party whatsoever rises and, and becomes a legitimate candidate? Well, the, the thing that has to be done, you have to allow them in debates. That, right there. I mean, we haven't heard a third voice in a debate since Ross Perot, and that's over 20 years ago. It's crazy that that was that long ago, but you're that absolutely right. You have to be in the debates to have any chance of winning. That's what I did in Minnesota. I was polling a mere 10%. At the primary in September, I was allowed in the debates, and I won the election by November two months later. Is it just a, is it just a case of people not having the money to play the game, or what does it take to get into those oh, debates? Oh, it's the stranglehold of the Dems and Repubs making the rules. You know how, how nice is it when you get to be the rule maker and then operate under the same rules you make? And they make their rules ensuring that no third entity comes into the game. I point all this out in the book. The book is called uh, Democrats and Repub Republicans, which is difficult for me to say. My apologies. But obviously you're drawing the line between uh, the gangs in in, uh, in places like L.A. and, and politics. And, and well, it almost seems like it's it this way. They stole their color code. <laughs> you're right. The are blue and the bloods are red. What's a blue state? That's a Democratic state. What's a red state? That's a uh, Republican state. They're just like street gangs. It's turf war, and it's destroy anyone that enters your realm and eat up anyone and absorb anyone that becomes a rival, which would be any third party. And it's identical. I make the comparison. I spend a whole chapter comparing how, and, and the names themselves, <clears throat> by definition, they're not a party. A party's a festive occasion. They're a gang. And they're uh, they're 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 bloodthirsty when it when you get into the, when they smell blood in the water uh, they they don't uh, they don't pull any punches. Well, let me put it to you this way: it's just like gang mentality. The gang comes first. 
Number two is the money people who support the gang. And then we, the people, might be third or fourth. But I'll guarantee you we're no better than third. Because the gang comes first, and then how do you support the gang? The corporate money comes second. That's the loyalty of these two political parties. It is not to the United States. If it were to the United States, you would see compromise happen. Their loyalty is not in running the country. You know, people need to get back and understand that you need to follow the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And just because your favorite is not the president or running the country, it still means there's a certain loyalty you have to do for the good of the nation, not for the good of a political party. In, uh, in the book, you have a lot of uh, uh, really good ideas, really good statements about the current state of politics and, and the way things perhaps need to be fixed in order to get this country back on track. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, are you considering maybe making a run in 2016? Because you've had success being the guy on the outside looking in, making things a little well, bit better. I've already stated that if a grassroots campaign starts and they get me ballot access in all 50 states, and if they can guarantee me to get in the debates, I'll give it serious consideration. But now, having said that, get ready, because bad things are going to start happening to me. Because every time I rattle my sword about going for national office, bad stuff starts appearing in the media about me. Well, you're the one chance that I think that, that the people has, because well, you, you've proven that you can do it. Well, that, too, is that you become a target. You're battling these two gangs, and what do gangs do? They target their opposition to eliminate them. So from the outside looking in, is there any way that we can stop this political machine other than, like, you know, the current things that are happening, the well, current things in office? Well, we can do, we can do simple things at the, at the local level. You can pass ordinances. Why do we allow party names on an election ballot? How about just the name of the candidate? See, that's done on purpose and by design. That way you, don't ha- you can be ignorant of who the person is. If you're conservative, you walk in and look for the name Republican. If you're liberal, you walk in and look for the name Democrat. Let's remove those names and make it inherent for us as voters to educate ourselves. Who does John Smith stand? What does John Smith stand for? And that's something as simple as that. Remove the names of these parties off election ballots. Jesse, you got to be careful. You're starting to make sense. Nobody wants that. Uh, that's the pro- that's the problem. <laughs> I am common sense, and that's what makes me dangerous. I tell you what, that's why we like it, man. And uh, you know, you can go out and check the new book. It's called Democrats and Republicans. And uh, I tell you what, man, I-, I like the way you think. I like some of your ideas, and uh, I'm digging the book. and And I appreciate your time, Jesse. Thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, take care.